Hi, I'm Patrick Finley, it's Jason Leisure. This is Hallis Intrigue. Jason, coming up on the show, we will talk about our first impressions of the Bears' new coordinators and about what the heck Justin Fields meant when he talked to the St. Brown brothers. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Jason, as you and I sit here at Hallis Hall, it is a Thursday. We just got done interviewing Shane Waldron and Eric Washington, the Bears' new offensive and defensive coordinators, respectively. If you were looking for clues for what they're going to do at quarterback by talking to Shane Waldron, today was not your day. He didn't say a whole heck of a lot other than, hey, man, my scheme works for Justin Fields or for a college quarterback. Well, he didn't say that because he didn't say Justin Fields. He said not once. He said anybody. Anybody. so weird. Yeah. Uh, He did not name a lot of people by name. He was asked about Justin directly. Yes, he was. And said he had to work for him. Um, He likes everybody, though. Yeah. He likes everyone that's here. He likes everyone that's not here. He likes everyone that's in college. What, What do you make of this? Is this just a new guy not trying to give away state secrets? Yeah, there's nothing. There's no benefit to the Bears right now in being straightforward about what they're going to do. There's no benefit in probably tipping your hand on that until you actually do it, which mm-hmm. could be pretty soon. Right. Um, and Shane Waldron is the newest guy to this equation. He's the last guy that wants to be opening his mouth about what the plan is. The plan, of course, would be either draft Caleb Williams first overall, or tra- or keep Justin Fields. Uh, if you keep Justin, you can make a huge trade and get a lot of stuff. If you use the pick, you can trade Justin Fields and get a little bit of stuff, probably a, what, second or third round pick? Something like that, depending on how desperate uh, a team would be. Uh, we heard from Justin yesterday. Um, what did you make of what he said? And walk the people through exactly uh, what went down there. Well, Justin Fields talked for the first time publicly since the end of the season when he gave kind of a provisional goodbye Mm -hmm. to everyone in case he's not back. Um, He went on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, and they talked for over an hour, but the parts of it that you'll care about are basically three things. One, he said he wants to stay in Chicago, and he really just, uh, more than anything, wants this to be over. That and, and you could feel for him certainly as yeah. he says that and the look on his face. This was on a, this podcast has a video component to it. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in his situation. All of this waiting and not knowing, mm-hmm. and for him an inability to start working on learning an offense, whatever offense he's going to be part of. So that's number one. Uh, number two is he talked about the Falcons pretty positively as a good situation. Says they need to add another receiver, but. And the, but their defense is good, and they've got a lot of skill guys. That's, he, he didn't offer it up. Somebody he was, he asked, was about, asked about the Falcons. He was asked about the Falcons. They're one of the most prominent, popular teams that's mentioned for him. And they're his hometown team as well. Yeah. And thirdly, he backed off. A, he said that uh, unfollowing the Bears on Instagram didn't mean anything. And why do people take social media so seriously when everyone knows that that's how people in that age group send messages, you know, make uh, send messages to their teams. This is very, very common for players to do something like that. I will say there's some credibility in Justin Fields saying that because it's not like he took down his profile picture, which is him in a Bears uniform or anything like that. Uh, but I think 
if you don't want to go listen to the hour plus of the St. Brown Brothers podcast, I think that kind of summarizes the Justin Fields part of it that Bears fans will be in most interested in. He didn't throw grenades. And uh, no, it's not his he's way. He's rarely done it. Well, yeah. it has sometimes been his way. Right, but it's it rarely his way. I, I sympathize for him a little bit because part of his rationale behind, he said trying to get away from NFL news on his Instagram feed. He said he unfollowed the Bears. He doesn't follow the NFL. I think, you know, the football institutions he follows is Ohio State, who he loves. It's, it's his alma mater. He said he said he was sick of watching people argue about Justin versus Caleb. Yeah. And first of all, join the club. Second of all, I, boy, that makes me, I, I wish he had expounded on that further because I, I think that's super interesting. And, and the Bears fans who are absolutists about Justin and how Justin needs to stay, I, I wonder how they react hearing that Justin doesn't particularly enjoy that line of communication either, regardless of what side you're on. Yeah. It, it sounded like, uh, it was exhausting. I assume him. I assume he's talking about the comments on all of these posts yeah. are pretty much like uh-huh. that, and he's getting tagged on those things. So if you think about this, everyone in real, everyone in the media is debating uh, this decision or talking about this decision. Everyone in the national media, like television, is talking about this decision. Um, people in the real world, actual life, are talking about this decision. And people on computers and phones and social media are talking about this decision. And Justin Fields, one of his things all along has been, I'm not going to get pulled into all of that. I The whole time he's been the quarterback of the Bears, I'm going to kind of stay separate from that because I don't think that's healthy uh, to have my, my mind in that space all the time. And... Yeah, I'm sure you know what it's like when you, you tweet something and then it sparks a whole conversation sure. and you're going to be tagged on all of that unless you go in and mute <laughs> and the conversation or something like that. And eventually that. nobody's even talking to you anymore, but exactly. your name is still on Exactly. It. So the exact thing that he has spent the last three years trying to stay out of in whatever form it has taken, he is now being pulled into constantly on his Instagram. And, and old people will sit here and say, well, why do you even have Instagram? Just close out Instagram. Like, the guy's got a right to have sure. Instagram and enjoy Instagram like most people in, the, in America do. Um, he just doesn't want to be dragged into all of this Bears content and the arguments in the comments about it. That, and that all aside, you and I have talked about this a thousand times uh, off mic. Boy, it's annoying when players sit there and go, why did you read that message that I put out to the world by unfollowing people? Yeah. And why did you make something of it? It's so passive aggressive. It drives me crazy. If you're if you're mad at the Bears, say you're mad at the Bears. Don't unfollow and then throw your hands in the air. Uh, and, and, so many guys do that with Twitter yeah. or Instagram, and, and and it and it like they live in that world. They grew up in that world. Unlike you and I. Yeah. Right. Who you know people that are forty mm-hmm. grew up before this. Right. And now have adjusted to it at whatever age in your life it became more prevalent. People Justin Fields' age have only known this. No, have you? So they know the language of it. They know the language of what it means to unfollow your employer or something like that and have everybody see that. Have you ever tried to tell somebody that age, like, hey, you don't need to post everything? Like, not every thought needs to go like, out to the world. Like you can go on vacation and not send and yeah. not send a photo of wherever you are every yeah. day, yeah. and they just look at you like you have two heads. What's um, the point? Yeah, why would I go on vacation if yes. I can't post about it? Uh, we are old uh, is the first lesson. The second lesson is this: for all intents and purposes, seems to be headed 
down one very specific path, which is the Bears draft Caleb Williams. Uh, and probably long before that, they trade Justin Fields to a team that's willing to pay the premium to get him in March before free agency starts or right at the beginning of free agency uh, so they can solve their quarterback problem ahead of time. At least that's the way I see this thing going. I think that that is the plan. I think that's what's happening. I think that I this is not – I'm not reporting this. I'm just looking at this right. logically mm-hmm. and saying as far this next part, I would imagine that Ryan Poles wants to come out of the combine with – offers on the table for Justin Fields Mm -hmm. and probably resolve that the week after the combine and be done with it and move forward. That's exactly what he did with the Panthers pick, right? I mean, it was the Friday, what, the Friday after the combine? I think so. Or it was the Friday before the start of free agency, whatever it was. And I think that makes sense that that doing right by Justin is you get him to a situation where he is the clear cut number one, as opposed to if you're waiting until late April, you know, maybe then he's got to go compete with somebody. I think it's doing right by the Bears, um, because you make it clear what your intentions are and what you're going to do. Uh, and it helps you build a better team around Caleb Williams. And for a team without a number t- or a second round pick right now, whatever you can get for Justin Fields is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's to Justin's credit that he played well enough that we're talking about a significant draft pick coming back as opposed to, you know, this, I mean, had last year gone the way the year before did, maybe they're getting a four or a five. Now I think they're getting a two or a three. Well, I mean, that is an interesting – that's one interesting way of looking at this to me yeah. is if you're trying to decide between the two quarterbacks, let's just look at the value right. of Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. so what you would get for that number one pick mm-hmm. versus the value of what you would get in a trade for Justin Fields. It is hard for me to imagine a team giving a first-round pick to the Bears for Justin Fields. Correct. A team will give multiple first-round picks for that number one pick. Yep. Somebody would swap picks in the first round with them this year and give them two future firsts to get Caleb Williams. They will get a record haul for that number one pick if they unload it for exactly the reasons that they should keep it and use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is the market The market should tell you exactly what's more valuable. And, and part of it is because, and I feel like, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, but I feel like in public discourse this doesn't come up often enough. Let's say you keep Justin, Jason. Mm-hmm. And let's say Justin is incrementally better this year than next year. Congratulations. You now get to pay him how many millions of dollars? It's a huge price coming up as opposed to Williams would be right. well, what, four years down the line. And it's a huge price and it's not – it's a huge price for somebody I – mean, Justin's performance will probably not be worth that. Right. I mean, it's a, but it will be the going rate. He would have to turn around and become – Jalen Hurts. J- Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen in a year in order for you to sit there and go, we made a good decision because now we're now we have the privilege of paying him thirty five million dollars a year or whatever it may be. Um, I just think from a value standpoint, it's there's nothing that doesn't point at Caleb Williams, right? No, there isn't. I do think, though, that, you know, Justin Fields is a much different asset and talent at quarterback than, say, Mitch Trubisky was. Yeah. Where there was no concern about Mitch Trub- letting Mitch Trubisky leave and that coming back to be a re- major regret for the Bears. That could happen here. Like, I, I don't write off Justin Fields. I do think someone will be happy to have him, especially at a value price of a second-round pick. If, you can, if you're a team that needs a quarterback like Pittsburgh, the Raiders, I know the Raiders are not going to be in play for him with Luke Getze there, right. but just – 
uh, as an example of what kind of team and what kind of situation you're talking about. The Falcons, maybe, maybe. I yeah. mean, they might still think they can get a quarterback yeah. at eight. If you're one of those teams and you can get your starting quarterback for a second-round pick or a third-round pick, that's great. Justin Fields still is on his way up, I believe. I do think he'll be better than what he's been so far. I do think there have been things that worked against him in Chicago from the jump, from the just total mishandling under Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. But how about a hundred and, and a hundred years worth of and the guy players. the yeah. guy does things that you do not see. Right. He does he makes plays, Pat, that we see all, that we all the time react to in the press box and say. That's amazing. Right. That's an amazing play. The highlight reel on Justin Fields that won't include any of the fumbles and interceptions and uh, sacks from just holding the ball for eight seconds or whatever, the highlight reel looks really good. Mm-hmm. And that's I get why people are so attracted to that. However, you have to remember, as a passer, this guy is in has been in the bottom third of the league. And there can be a lot of explainers for that, but there's a lot of explainers for every quarterback that struggles. Justin Fields was among the 29 quarterbacks who threw at least 300 passes. So the guys that were like starters all season, basically, he ranked 27th in completion percentage. Yep, That's hard to blame on somebody else. He was 22nd in yards passing, 20th in touchdown passes, 20th in passer rating. So it's not a disaster. But in the bottom third of quarterbacks, pretty much statistically, as a passer. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for the Bears to say, we need better than that. Sure. It's, I think it's their obligation to say they need better than that. And you're right. The perfect target for him is a team that is middle of the road enough that they don't have a good draft pick this year. Um, but still uh, so far away from being good that they need a quarterback. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, and there are only a, a couple of those sitting around, maybe five. And, and, I mean, to me, if I were a team trading for Justin, part of, part of what would make good sense would be you bring him in, and if he's awful, then you're going to have a good pick next year. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like, you might be able to go get your quarterback next year. Um, and if but you'd he's, be giving up a lot. I mean, giving up a second-round pick is significant. That's Chase Claypool money. <laughs> uh, J- Chase, I think there's fewer teams – that would theoretically, logically, be in play for Justin Fields, mm-hmm. than people might think. I tell people, I go, go, go down, go down the standings and tell me where he fits. I mean, there's supposed to be four quarterbacks taken in the in the top ten mm-hmm. this year. Yep. And that could change. That could become less. It could become more though. Like somebody like Bo Nix could be hovering right there around yep. ten or twelve that Mike, people like. Michael Penix. I mean, you could get six in the first round if you try hard enough. But like you throw the Falcons out there, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know. Why would they trade a second-round pick and commit to Justin Fields? And if you're giving up a second-round pick, I mean, you're doing it thinking this will be we're going to then extend, we're going to trigger this guy's option right. for 2025, and we would plan on him being our long. We we're doing this because we think he's our long-term right. answer. But the Falcons are sitting there at eight and could pick Bo Nix or JJ McCarthy. Right. And is Justin Fields? that much more of a sure thing than one of those guys that you would commit that much money like i know that he is more of a sure thing because he's shown you something already Mm -hmm. but is he that much of a sure thing that you're ready to make this financial commitment that the bears sure don't seem ready to make how many quarterbacks have been traded by their original team or have been allowed to hit free agency and have turned into good players on the next team 
good quarterbacks just turned into like yeah. Drew Brees wouldn't count because yeah. he was already good. No, well, he wasn't, yeah. but he wasn't. I mean, it's the point is that that doesn't happen a lot. Good quarterbacks don't don't and, move. I mean, Jay yeah. Cutler would be an, a rare example of a guy right. who was available, not yeah. not a free agent, but available early in right. his career. And Drew, Drew Brees, you know, was bad enough that the Chargers drafted Philip Rivers in his last year, and then he got then Drew gets hurt, and, and you know this from I mean, the Dolphins looked at him and. What didn't think he'd be able to lift? They his arm felt up, better yeah. about Dante Culpepper's knee than Drew Brees' shoulder. Right, and you know, uh, Kirk Cousins, I guess, you know, turned yeah. into a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a pretty short list of you know teams who give up on the quarterback they draft. It's a pretty short list of uh, of those quarterbacks turning it around. Yeah. And yeah, you make a good point about the Falcons. I think I would argue that if you're if you're a new coach and you know the Falcons have a new coach. That you could sign Justin Fields up for a two-year tryout, you know, pick up his fifth-year option, and then if it doesn't work, you're probably still alive to draft another quarterback. Um, I, it would worry me if my job, uh, if my job status. If you were in like a win, like a win now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and Matt Eberflus is going to be there, which is going to be such an interesting um, season. It, it really will be. Yeah, if they if they draft Caleb Williams and Eberflus has got to win games and he's worried about the defense. Eberflus went out of his way on Thursday to offer up that yeah, he's going to be the one calling defensive plays. We we pretty much knew that, but to hear it uh come out of his mouth was noteworthy, another noteworthy development in Matt Eberflus land. He uh has a beard now? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, he looked slimmer too. Maybe it was just the clothes he was wearing, but he looks like he's in very good condition yeah. for the offseason. He looked like he dropped 15 pounds. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember last year at the owners meeting uh the picture of Going around with him and his pecs. I saw him. Yeah, he looked ripped. He, was he huge. looked like all he'd done was work out. Right, and this seems the opposite. Do you like the beard on him or no? Mm, I gotta wait and see. I gotta wait and see. Give him some time with it. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever had a beard. I, I've never ever. seen him. I've never um, seen him with one. I mean, and he would only be you know one month into that or so because we saw him a month ago. Right. And you know if you're not historically a beard guy, then you know it takes a little time to kind of figure out. Yeah. What what works for you? I'm I'm not a beard guy, but yeah. uh, I went about a week without shaving. Did you yeah. this year? Uh, uh, during uh, wow, like two three weeks ago. I don't think I've seen you uh, ever seen you in any condition other than like you must have shaved that morning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. It's and you are a beard guy. I was surprised. I don't want to say itchy because itchy is not the right word, but kind of adjacent to itchy. There was a, a for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a yeah. I wasn't used to. The scruff of my own face. Well, I think there's a there's a point where it's like, all right, you start fresh shaven, right, and then at a certain point it come it kind of comes in a little bit, right, and it's just kind of like scruff, right, and that's fine, and then it hits a point where it's kind of itchy, right. That's where and I was. If you push through that, then you're okay, right. But I usually can't push through that. Usually, I'm like this, the first day where it's itchy, I'm starting over. Yeah. With um. With the combine coming up next week, and, and obviously we'll we'll podcast from there, Jason. Is there is there anything um, is, is there anything you will keep in mind as we enter this? Uh, it's an open ended question, and uh, it's yeah. the kind Mark Potash would hate. Yeah, I really want to watch the um, quarterbacks throw, and I really want to watch I think you and I might have talked about this a week ago that we both are kind of looking at the combine as like like almost certainly going to send Jaden Daniels stock up yep he is he's already by the way that's already happened yeah there's already some mock drafts that have him going number two and not Drake May 
Um, I'll be interested to see where the quarterbacks land in general. Ryan Poles made a point at the end of the season that the guys that are number one, you know, the guys that are at the top of the mock drafts and the top of the position groups now aren't necessarily the guys that are at the top in April. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to imagine any scenario where Caleb Williams is not still the top. I don't think that part changes. But where do the other guys sort, like Penix, Nix, McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, is he going to slide? Like, that's very interesting. And then the thing I mentioned before that um, it just seems like this is going to be the time to make your decision, if you're the Bears, on drafting Caleb Williams and trading Justin Fields. It's not like these guys don't have cell phones and emails and everything like that, but there's just something about the combine. If you follow baseball, it's a little bit like the winter meetings where it just kind of it, it just kind of accelerates everything, kind of ignites everything. And getting a deal done, getting uh, clarity for both the Bears at quarterback and whatever team they're trading Justin Fields to will be really valuable to them and that team before free agency. Because the Bears will know, okay, what draft resources do we have and what do we not have where, okay, we're, it's time to like pay up for somebody because we're not going to be able to draft someone to fill this spot that we need, wide receiver or whatever. So I really think that Ryan Poles is going to want to be in conversations about Justin Fields in Indianapolis next week and going to want to come out of there the week after next being in position to make a deal and trade Justin Fields. Yeah, and I think the other benefit of doing it now as opposed to waiting until the draft is the Bears can get a two or three for Fields. They can then use that to move around in the draft. Yeah, you I know, don't think they're moving off one, but there's no, other moves to make. You're yeah, right. and You're otherwise, right. and, and otherwise, they're waiting until the second day of the draft in late April to trade Justin Fields for a two. That that limits what they can. Do. I mean, another factor might be what you get with since you have mentioned you know trading around in the draft and right. everything. Like, and don't forget, guys. Like they got the number nine pick. It's pretty I, good. Pick. I feel like everybody forgets that. Pretty good pick. If they yeah. didn't have the Carolina pick and they were only picking ninth, right. still a really good pick, and still probably you know a conversation mm-hmm. to be had about what to do at quarterback. Um, if they let's just say they do really well on the Fields trade and they get a second round pick, mm-hmm. like a good second round pick, even okay. that might make you more inclined to stay at nine and pick somebody. Whereas if you end up getting like a, you know a third like a late third or something, right. something that's not as valuable for Fields, well, now you might be kind of squeezed into feeling like we've got to trade out of nine right. to get some more at. We want quantity sure. over quality. Or, yeah, we don't want we don't want it to go, you know, we don't want 40 draft picks between, uh, or 50 draft picks between uh, one pick and another. Yeah, that makes total sense. There will be a lot of movement and a lot to talk about at the Combine, but uh, as of Thursday, the Bears officially have coordinators and – They've officially spoken. Uh, We will be back again next week. Until then, you can follow Jason, myself, and Mark Potash on social media, on the Sun-Times website, and wherever else you follow these things. Uh, He's Jason. I'm Pat. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again real soon. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.